I know that you've all been prepared for this, but I thought I'd just remind you just the same. Can you handle that? Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Nolan Tui. We got Karen Mack in the back. This is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. <laughs> Alright Noel, we're back again, uh, this time we're back with the story of Sydney Prescott and shit and Scream, but this time it's not in college, not in Woodsboro, it's like I said the end of the last episode, we're in fucking Hollywood, the big, the big uh, city, Los Angeles, the big smoke, and now this time we... Where the magic is made, man. Yeah, and we're on the set of Stab Tree, the latest intro into the fucking, uh, the franchise within the franchise. Yes. And um, the franchise within the franchise <coughs> that is about me. the franchise within the franchise that it is within. Uh, ah! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the dude in scanners, my head just exploded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking love that movie. Fucking that last sequence of Michael Ironside. Have you ever seen Scanners? Of course I've seen Oh, scanners. the part where his eyes go white. Yeah. <laughs> fucking amazing sequence. Um, but uh, like, so this time, like, it's a total different new cast. We get to see, we're actually, oh, like, we've heard about the Stab movies and we've seen them play out in the intro to Scream 1, uh, sorry, in the intro to Scream 2. And now, like, uh, like in the intervening years, Stab 2 has come out and now Stab 3, or isn't it Stab 3, isn't it? And, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so Stab 3, yeah, because it's like Stab 3, Scream 3, isn't it? Yeah. Because we're like, uh, what happened to Dave Schwimmer and Tori Spelling or something, remember that? And they're like, they wouldn't come back for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> and um, now we actually see the doppelgangers kind of of the characters who is supposed to be the who of like, like who's the new Gale. I think it's Parker Posey plays that part, isn't it? And then it's like, it, it, it kind of shows you. Parker like, Posey is fantastic mm. as the new Gale. Like she's somehow, she's somehow like, she's just a Gale if all of what Gale thinks she is was stripped back yeah. you know just like let's be honest with you Gale basically you're this <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. And, um, what did you think of the, the duplicates because like Dewey had this guy who was like like big fucking handsome dude or something yeah 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 because yeah, yeah, he was like working as a consultant on the movie wasn't he like, well that see I think what I liked about this film was that at this point they, they stopped even Pretending that they're not just taking the piss out of themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we met a third once. Yeah. Just whatever. Yeah, it's like, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. It, it happened. But uh, but the fact that quite often you see, like, I don't know if you've, you've seen Monster, like Christina Ricci plays yeah. the girlfriend. They really like girlfriend didn't look at all like Christina Ricci. They do, like, get yeah. somebody who's Hollywood. Who's, who's, who looks better on camera. Which is strange because the amount of work they put into making Charlie's Dry up the Indian War Worlds. Yeah. It War is strange, but, there, but well, here we are. Mm. But at the same time, it, it is just quite a funny kind of thing that Hollywood has been accused of. And rightly so. Yeah, of for course. years. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, much much fitter, much taller, much yeah. more dashing. And, 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 and absolutely no different for the women. Yeah. You know, they, they put in somebody who's... Yeah, it's like when you watch those uh, recreations of the, uh, the murder, like the true crime documentaries, and you're like, uh, you see the recreations, like, but this is how it happened, and they show two actors, and they're like gorgeous, and then it shows you the real people, and they're like, mad addicts. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, might be slightly different. Yeah. Might have been slightly Just a smidge. Just a smidge <laughs> more methy. Brad Pitt plays <laughs> Met Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Met Damon. That's what he used to call Jesse, uh, Jesse Plemons. Um, when he was in Breaking Bad, so when he came in Todd, yeah, uh, they call him Matt Damon because he's getting like <laughs> Matt Damon. Um. But I, I, I like the, I, I, I like the self awareness. I like we've talked in the bit. turned off to eleven. Turned off to eleven. Yeah, exactly. It was actually turned up to such a high power that yeah. they've just put actors with actors. Yeah, and, you know, they put the people that are inside the, the screen universe, which for us. 
to our, to our window is the real world. Yeah. And they're up literally standing right beside the actors who, who play. Like Dewey obviously can't be on the force anymore because of the injuries he's yeah. accumulated. So now he's like a private consultant or he's security a private consultant. consultant slash security or whatever it was. Yeah, and Patrick Warburton as well, isn't he? And Patrick Warburton is a bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. I this is what I was saying, man. I forget, even when I was saying in the... When Does he call him Dewdrop? In Everyone's in Scream franchise. Yeah. Everybody is in the Scream yeah. franchise. And that's a good and the same of a good horror movie. Like when back in the day, how many times you looked at I know it's good horror and some person has pops up in it. Oh yeah. That ends up being successful uh, in it. Critters right? Tree had DiCaprio, uh, Leprechaun had Aniston. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. um fucking but, the, but, the, but even that, this has turned up to the 10 power. Oh, 100 percent This is just, just crazy. It, it's like there's film. no wasted character. No, like, I mean again, yeah. Portia de Rossi was just sorority sister in the yeah. last one. <laughs> just sorority sister, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um um, and as you said, um, also, uh, I think uh, Rebecca Gayhart was our, was our name. Yes. And um, she's the, ended up being the, the actual antagonist in Ur Urban Legend. Like, in Urban Legend. And she just played a big part. year, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the same year. She probably uh, walked between sets. Hollywood's such a turnaround back then. Exactly, like, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I kind of liked them. See, the first time I watched it, I thought, this is stupid. Yeah. And there's something about watching one, two, and then three where it makes perfect sense Perfect sense. Now. Yeah. Now I just don't see what else they yeah. could have done. The killer's a little bit more tenuous, but I like the backstory with Mar what was Marine Prescott doing in those years she left with Yeah, because you look at, look at this, it was, it, it was shot with the same background as one of the actors yeah. in the staff franchise or whatever. And um, yeah, it was. At one point I was like, let Maureen Prescott. She's never even in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Let her no die. No point was she in the films, Like, like you know? not only are they beating a dead horse, they're a horse. They've dug up the horse yeah. just to continuously beat it. They're going to like, I'm going to burn you, and I'm going to dig you back up in two years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like fucking Exuma again. Beat the shit over oh, it. Oh god. So I really wanted him to let it go, but I do get that Neil Campbell is our is our penultimate character. Like, there's no argument. With yeah, that. I mean it's. It's the most blatantly obvious thing. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, she's your Laurie, Laurie Strode. Like, oh, you know, absolutely. She's your Nancy. You oh, know. she's all of them. Yeah, and and she's even that to the, the end degree because yeah. because it's not Freddie that keeps coming back. It's 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 completely different people. Yeah, like all of it's her past. Exactly, her she's, past literally haunting her as Ghostface. She walks into this film having killed or been helped kill four Ghostface. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see it. Uh, <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. It was like, wait, what did ghost I just say? <laughs> I went ghost face, ghost face eye, ghost face eye. But uh, what? At this point, so uh, a flock of ghost face. <laughs> all the, um, it's called a stab. Yeah, a wraith of ghost face. But in this one, she kind of has. She's 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 seemed to have turned herself around. She doesn't seem to be like weary um kind of oh, like a cotton weary yeah <laughs> but she's made something of herself in fact she yeah. surpassed Gail. yeah she's a writer now and she's uh no that's part four it's part four shit yeah, yeah no in part three she's how did it get her into in part three? Oh, so right pretty much in uh part three she's uh secluded and she's actually um uh like a good samaritan you know, like a person that you ring if you're feeling depressed or yeah, suicidal, yeah. you have a problem. And she just... A helpline. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, helplines. I don't know why. I didn't just, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. so simplistic. But like, yeah, so she's a helpline caller or whatever, right? And uh, she's kind of away from everything. And then she sees a news report. And she's like, I think, does she ring someone? She's like, is it happening again? Or something like that. Yeah, because or, Cotton Weary is dead. Yeah, she, yeah, exactly. That's what she sees the news report of Cotton Weary and his girlfriend has been murdered. And uh, she rings Dewey, I think. Or Dewey yeah. rings her and says, is that happening again or some shit? And again, like that. another thing that the throughout the trilogy, her relationship with Dewey was always solid. Yeah, because he keeps her in secret. He's the only one that knows where she is. Yeah. like uh, Maybe Gail Weathers, I don't know. But it seems like he's the only one that's kind of in contact with her. And like that's why like he's, uh, like for most of the movie, he just protects her location. Because like Tatum Tate was his sister. Yes. Wasn't it uh, Rose, Rose Byrne? No. Um, What's Rose, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan, sorry. Rose Byrne's the one from X-Men, isn't it? Yeah. But that um, the, kind of steeped him as deeply in it as anyone because he obviously had an immediate family member murdered and he himself has been like butchered, murdered, butchered and by them. But, trying like, to murder his wife. Yeah, yeah. over and over. Yeah. Um, or his girlfriend. Then Wait, how, his did, how did it drag Sydney? Because she's seen the news reports. Yeah. And she was staying in um, Hayden, but the detective on the case was going mad. Kincaid, I think his name was. Was going mad. was a fucking Kincaid. Yeah, and he was looking um, for her because I think he was kind of thinking that she might be the killer. Yeah. So, twisted. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. maybe she was twisted by, yeah, by, by what the she experienced. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, and uh, so 
pretty much him looking for her and her seeing what's playing out, I think, through the news. She decides to go into the fray kind of thing because she appears at the police station where they turn around and she just kind of walks in through the door and Dewey walks over and hugs her, I think, or someone does. Yeah, and that's how she, Dewey. yeah, and that's how she comes back um, because she sees the murders on uh, Cotton Weary's murder, I think, I'm pretty sure. And she, this one we had, the only thing, the big difference, I think, in this one was that they kind of upgraded the voice box. Mm. All of a sudden it was... Um, yeah, mod, what do you call it? Vice of mod, modifier? Mod, vice modifier. So mod, well, mod, I mean, I think that's good enough. Modifier is um, but she that but it seemed like everyone's voice was kind of in it. Yeah, and he was able to call up because I, I was saying this too though before we start recording that that guy was a, he's a director, um, so he would have a recording to Roland Bridger, yeah, yeah, with special effects. You know what I mean? And, well, yeah. that's it, Jed. There, there is some sort of um, practicality to to yeah. It. Even though the inflection is the thing that I would think about, because you could call some up and have them say absolutely any sentences you want, but then when you need to throw those words together yeah. in a specific sentence, it would have to also be the way. Yeah, the I, I love the scene in the house with the gas. Some of the facts. Oh God, that that's, was, that's really cool. Oh, and they're sending lines. Yeah, that that's a great thing. Yeah, and they're like, should we run out? Should we stay in? Is he trying yeah. to make us come out so he can pick us off or whatever? And yeah. then your man comes back in. Of course, the lights are gone, and, and he starts using the lighter. Oh no, matches it. Yeah, a matter yeah. of flame anyway. Mm. And all of a sudden, the one who smells the gas. And that was a great day. Yeah. That was a great day. Like, who in their right mind would go back in to read the script of you know, something you know to be a serial Yeah, movie? exactly. Like, yeah, and it's like, uh, it's like, I'll figure it out for myself. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll myself. work out the ending. I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Taxi, very, very far, please. That would be it. That, <laughs> yeah. that, that would just be it. It's like, I'm Audi. I'm Audi, yeah. yeah. Um, and Wes Craven does another. Yeah, Wes Craven kind of did a few Stan Lees in the in throughout this franchise. But did he cameo in all of them? Did he he was cameoed in the first one as a janitor. That's Freddie. He cameoed in a. He was a studio tour. He was in the studio tour in part two. In part three, I'm not sure who he was in uh, part um, two, or if he was even in it. But it was nice to see him, and especially this again. The second one was slightly more goofy. And this one kind of turned the goofiness up a whole oh, other yeah. degree. Yeah. And at this time, I think it did start to become a little bit parody, and maybe it didn't, it didn't, it didn't manage the balancing act quite as well as the yeah. other ones did. Yeah. And I think this is what where it falls away. Yeah, it's not as dark as the other ones. Yeah, because even like this, the scene where you know Roman Bridger is revealed to be the killer. Yeah. And all, it's all all going down at his birthday party at his house, and he throws a knife at. Uh, uh, and, uh, Dewey. Dewey. and I think like if you dropped a knife in a screen franchise like on the floor Dewey would somehow like come to the floor <laughs> at just that right moment to get stabbed but he gets hit directly in the forehead with, with the, the handle. handle yeah and it was I admit I admit it was hilarious yeah like I mean I seen that for the first time in like 16 17 years and I admit it was even, hilarious even but then. even then it seemed a bit out of place a little yeah, bit. yeah. and then you were just kind of like and, and then I, I felt like Roman was kind of playing Mickey from the second one yeah I felt like he was trying he was kind of trying to capture that manic energy a little bit it was like Mickey but to the nth degree kind of because like yeah in film student we have a film director because I thought like right now we Billy and Stu from the first one and we whatever Mrs. Loomis Billy's mother yeah, and Ms. Mickey Loomis. from the second one and I, I felt like uh, Mickey was like a full-blown serial killer not yeah. like not 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 like Stu where he was kind of like coaxed yeah. easily coaxed he was in a serial killer chat room exactly like, yeah. and then he was just serial killer was happen. just the, the Pamela Voorhees because I'm, I'm just leaning on your analogy yeah. and Billy was just the the, the, the blue-eyed yeah. absolute cold as fuck killer and I think that in this time they ran out of like real identities yeah. to give um, the killer, the killer, the, especially that link to Sydney. Exactly, that yeah. link to Sydney, and I thought the link was tenuous. Yeah, uh, explain the link because you're going to do it better than me. It, it's Maureen Press. It's Maureen. So pretty much, uh, Maureen Prescott had an illegitimate child while she, while she was away in yeah. um, Hollywood, and she abandoned the child, went back to Woodsboro. And ended up meeting Sydney's father. Oh, and, and did the child show up in the film at all? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a smidge. <laughs> but um, so yeah, she goes back to Woodsboro, and then she lives her life, and you know the whole thing. She has Billy. a daughter who she loves. Yeah, she has yeah. a daughter she loves, but then she has an affair with Billy's father, and uh, who finds out Roman, who's this guy who's going back to meet his mother, and finds that she's having an affair. So he decides to tell Billy. So Billy can concoct this whole revenge thing. And so it's like, it's the problem with a lot of these horror movies where you have it like linked to one specific character that it yeah. becomes very retrospective. 
And Saw, in my opinion, is the most one of the most guilty no, of this. Saw, Saw is the most guilty. I, I'm not even opening that yeah. grounds for debate. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they killed I'm off, the killer. They killed off Jigsaw mm. in what? Two, three? Three, three I think. Yeah. And, and then he's, and it's all right up to whatever, the 95th one. There's all these people who had interactions with him, just like survived the Saw games, and he like taught them how to do this. Yeah, all the and uh, so it was just like do do, and it keeps going further and further and further, further back. And further. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's even one that's yeah. based twenty years after he's dead or something. Yeah, yeah it, it was really really really. But that's the best. That is definitely the best example. Yeah, but I was no because I, I watched that last year. Leave Billy alone. Yeah, just leave Billy out of it. Yeah, dead. He was a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that it, all of a sudden this guy kind of turned out to be the architect of all of her misery. Yeah. Because had he not told, like he was the, the, the butterfly that flapped its wings. He's the Nemo. Yeah. 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 So he kind of goes back, goes, you know, he started, Billy goes on a killing spree and that killing spree leads to Billy's mother kind of coming back and at least with a whole other killing spree. Yeah. And now we're in the third film. He's like, haha, it was me all along. You're like, fuck off. Dude. Yeah. It's, just, it's a bit too much. I, it was I, a bit too much for I, me. I didn't yeah. need him to be a part part one i i just need him to be the abandoned child yeah that's enough emotive for me that would have been fine yeah i went back and i seen that you were living the life that i never got a chance to live yeah. and now i want to kill you that makes sense to me that'd be fine for me like yeah. there's there's no need as you said leave billy the fuck alone there's no need to take away from billy's motives for, or what about billy billy or what about billy a good serial killer or a good uh villain yeah. good serial killer jesus <laughs> jesus Vinny, <laughs> jesus um but like a good villain like and i hate that when like Kind of like, you know when you watch the Dark Knight Rises, the whole way through with Bane's this like mastermind, this fucking just chess wizard. Like, you know, he's yeah. like playing 4D chess, 6D chess, and he's like out thinking Bruce Wayne, Batman, everyone, all have gotten PD the whole way through. And then all of a sudden he's Talia al Ghul's bitch. And I yeah. didn't like that because it takes away from the, the immensity of that character. Yeah. And I think take like having this I person, like, one, like yeah. I played with the Billy strings, now I manipulate Billy. No, I don't want Billy to be the manipulator one. Billy's the yeah. one that was doing the manipulating. Yeah. He manipulated Stu. That's what was so iconic about Billy. Yeah, exactly. Like, because Billy was, the, as you said, like a true blue kill, uh, serial killer. Yeah. He was just waiting and he just got his reason. He was just all bottled up because his mother left and he found out the reasons because Sydney's mother had an affair with his father. And, like, you know what I mean? I think that's enough for motive. I don't think you need anyone else to be an outside uh, influencer and that. I think that's enough for motive. You ruin my life, I'm going to ruin yours. And like you bring him back in part three or part two, it makes perfect sense to have you have the link from Billy Loomis, and that's how he misses mm. Loomis and stuff. But in part three, I think you can easily have the abandoned child simply be the motive. I don't think you need him to retroactively go back and say, I'm the one who told Billy that your mother was having a fairy's father, and that's why his mother left. And you're that's the reason he came after you and started killing your family and all this. And like, um, well, and he was actually uh, Billy was actually the killer of her mother and not caught weary. And all this, like, and he he was the mastermind. I don't think we need that. No. I just think him saying, I, I was abandoned as a child by your mother. I went back to find her. She rejected me. And yeah. then I decided to hatch a plan that I'm going to ruin your life. But yeah. you had the perfect life I never had. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's good enough for me. I don't think he needs to have anything to do with the mother's debt, really. I think we keep trying to link killers to... Or, Maureen and Sydney. Yeah. Has to be both of them. Yeah. I wonder, you know what would have been a nice twist or something? If, uh, because at this point it's such a given that yeah. it's all about, um, it's all about uh, Sydney. Yeah. Have it turn out to be about Gail. Yeah. Or something. You just didn't see it coming. Yeah. And she's trying to kill everybody. Yeah. You know, because she's just, as much of a central protagonist as Sydney. Yeah. yeah. And it would have been, it would have been, like you said, at this time they go, well, the only way I can link a think to link another serial killer, Sydney Prescott, is to rewrite history. Dude, a, a, so die a die hard fan, die fan, and that could have been you could have in like just like just say if Laura Metcalf wasn't cast as Billy's mother, she could have just been a die hard fan, and she was after Gail instead of Sydney, and you yeah. think she's after Sydney, but they just haven't been in the same place, just trying to get a Gail. Exactly, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I would have been happy enough with that, and yeah. you could the next one could have been someone after Dewey, you killed my brother or yeah, so. Absolutely. I don't yeah. mind that, like you know what I mean? And then you don't have to have these retroactive fits where oh we have to go back into Maureen Prescott's past and all this and this rewire all four films end up being about Sydney yeah and that's that's fine like and that's, that's fine, fine. That's but fine. there is opportunities to have it about other people yeah and I just thought I, yeah because it's again it's, an, it's a game of execution yeah, it's a good point you mean, like yeah it yeah. is a fair point I, I, I thought like it's like we said things are trolls or things are this or things yeah. like that 
all it, at the end of the day it's all execution yeah it's kind of doing a tv series like one week it's like about buffy next week it's about willow yeah next week it's it's a sanders uh, centric story next week it's spike and you could do that with a film franchise keep the same core yeah but have maybe whoever dewey's the main guy this time and you're the backup and like and then kind of keep rotating and then mix it fresh because you don't know, you never know yeah. who's past the killer's going. It's going to come like, up. Any doesn't get shit for because he does the twist as he's. Ooh, would the twist? You know, ooh, yeah. the twist, and then there's the twist inside of the twist. And, yeah, and the only way he could have a twist that we wouldn't see coming now is to make a film without a twist. Honestly, yeah, and that's not me making. Yeah, a did he, he ever make a film without a twist? Did he ever try that? Did he? Fuck, did he? Yeah. Um. No, not to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, I love. I can't way, think of an example of it. I love the way he made a movie called The Happening when nothing actually happened in it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that was, was a great twist. That's a great twist. Yeah, that's, a great... <laughs> that's a solid twist. <laughs> a solid twist. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, I mean, it's just, a, a twist just because turn, you can yeah. doesn't mean you shouldn't. I yeah. think this film is an example of that. Yeah. Despite the fact they had some really good kills, and yeah. I absolutely loved how immersive it got. And again, we, we shot on it a bit in the last few minutes, but I loved how immersive it yeah. got. Like, for example, they had a kill where uh, where she runs into a room full of ghost faces yeah. because this was the costume room. Yeah. And she gets into the rack and about three ghost faces yeah. down is ghost faces. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's what, that's brilliant because like, you're just thinking, that, oh, now I'm going to do that a lot. They're like, fake scare, real scare. Yeah. <laughs> in the like, middle of could, the fake scare, could, the real scare, you like. You could like literally kill somebody and you could walk out in Ghostface gear, walk up to the, the food table or whatever kind of spread they have, you know, grab a donut, maybe yeah. a Danish, yeah. eat it and walk out dressed as Ghostface and nobody would look at you because yeah. it's a studio, everyone's busy and there's probably... Spider-Man tried that though, remember? <laughs> Plan B, I'm going to eat myself a bagel. <laughs> I'm going to walk straight out of here. Um, but, uh, I, I, I thought I loved the, the, the actors freaking out that this yeah. is not what they signed up for. Even like Captain Dumbass going back in for the yeah. facts. Looking back on it, like I think the story itself is pretty strong. I yeah. just didn't like the ten, the, yeah, the, 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 the link. The landing, man. Yeah, the landing. that's the no, thing. Like, because like uh, as you said earlier, Parker Posey is a uh, full Gale for lack of a better term. But it's like Gale's double, like is is fucking hilarious. Yeah. And the, their interactions. She's following her, and she's like, yeah. oh, trying to copy her manner. Yeah, and she's that. doing better as being Gale than her. And yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like Gale, who kind of. Because she's kind of out of touch, isn't she? Yeah, but Gail had made books and like she like Dewey, who is like he, again, he's not he's not Rambo, but he's a he's a, an absolute bona fide hero. Yeah, he's, he's a cock, he's a cockroach the, in the best way. That yeah, motherfucker's absolutely. hard to kill. He knows he's 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 dealt with the trauma and he still yeah. goes in to try and save somebody. Yeah, hundred percent. He's always the first person to show up. Always the yeah. first person to show up. So she like in her books, she depicts him as like well, sorry, you remember the characters, Barney Fife. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think this time she got to get a taste of her own medicine. Yeah. And all of a sudden there's this woman. And he's the cool dude. And he's the cool dude. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's just like, the, all she cares about is the story. And mm. she has no real, you know, she's detached. And, yeah. Uh, and she's using Gail just as like a fucking, like, uh, like, it's like she's a toy to her. So yeah, like, exactly. and just like so a learning thing. I thought it was a nice kind of, and at this point, I think Gail's, Courtney Cox's Gail had come further as a person yeah so i think it was just kind she of had, that hum- the sins of her past she way. ate that humble pie man she ate that humble pie she absolutely did. yeah because now i think she has writer's block she's got nothing to write yeah, about yeah yeah her life is boring she's back living in woodsburg with dewey uh, no no that's part four isn't it that's part four yeah sorry yeah, you don't <laughs> sorry, do sorry. watch these super yeah they, they bleed in together a little bit but that, but this is what that's saying. a sign of a good franchise though but that is a sign of a good yeah franchise. because yeah. it's all one story yeah you know what I mean? Uh, I thought save myself. I, I thought yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I thought the showdown at the end. I, I thought it was it was a bit more again more silly. And I think the thing that really bugged me is when um sorry the killer's name was Dylan was writer what is his name? Uh, the Dylan Roman you said me Roman. Roman Roman Bridger Roman Bridger, so Roman Bridger like yeah. Uh, but he uh but at the end when she he's he's put down and he's you know not long for this world. Yeah, he wears Sydney holds his hand because you know nothing's more important than family or something. Well, I think it's just that's just uh, even though how horrible he is, that's the last family she has left him. No, her father's still alive actually. Isn't yeah, there you go. Yeah, I immediately mean, he just he just did not need. I love though because the thought I like bought him more body armor. Yes. Yeah, and uh, something we touched on earlier was Randy talked about the rules because Randy got killed in part two. Jimmy Kennedy, yeah, his sister brought in. A- his sister brought in a tape. Um, back in the day, there was these things called VHSs. Yeah. <laughs> it was a tape, like a disc, but square, rectangle, and used to kill themselves a lot. <laughs> <laughs> these just like blow up inside of shit, and it was just like the tape would explode and shit. Yeah. But um, 
so we see Randy sets out the new rules. Not many horror movies have a, not many horror franchises have a trilogy, which is completely wrong. Um, uh, like, but this one, this where all the rules change. It could be anyone from your past. It's usually where it goes back to the beginning. Um, uh, sometimes the killer is supernatural. Uh, sometimes even the central protagonist may get killed in a trilogy. It's like, yeah. sorry, Sydney. Because the know. story is trying to wrap itself up. Yeah, exactly. Now the quadrilogy is just is more common than the trilogy, especially things that there's things now that we went. Well, dude, look, the horror yeah, horror franchises are known for multiple entries. That's true. But I like being yeah. Die Hard and stuff like that. Yeah, they just but, come back ten Rambo. Dude, there was probably about six Friday Thirteenth before Die Hard even came out. Yeah, no, you're you, <laughs> you know what I mean, like. And, uh, <laughs> but the trilogies were in essence at, at least at one point supposed to wrap up an entire yeah story. well yeah trilogy especially like you know what i mean like uh, like in in that era early 2000s late 90s trilogy was usually the part for the course and it was usually like first one iconic second one not as good third one's usually trash you know what i mean that's yeah. that's the kind of the curse of the trilogy back in that back in that era that was kind of what it was known for like nearly every trilogy had a bad third entry even some people say godfather 3 i think that's a pretty solid movie you know it's just you're comparing it to part one and two yeah it's just not going to come all short yeah it's just part one and two exactly yeah, it's not it's fun. and that, this is a classic example of yeah that. it's it the just, weakest of them but that's not to say what i loved about it i loved in retrospect it's much better than you thought though. exactly yeah and that's because we understand what it was trying to do now exactly than we did. yeah yeah and when you wait up forget that it was trying to be a bit goofy yeah exactly I mean, they were holding it to a standard Every, everything it did it. it did on purpose yeah uh, you know what i mean like it wasn't too bad right that's in bad it. Act, it wasn't and, heartless yeah, yeah exactly yeah and it was like the best thing about it was it tried to capture one thing i liked about it, it kind of caught capture the seediness of hollywood it like, certainly did you know what i mean the kind of, but also at the same time the surrealness of it yeah. you know what i mean and that's one thing i liked about it was like it's like uh this person's pretending to be me in a movie and she's following me around and this person's my double and this person's supposed to be carrie me carrie fisher played like a carrie fisher look like bianca yeah. You know, like yeah i think she actually was supposed to be yeah she was she was, yeah you look like carrie fisher yeah i get that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, do you remember sydney the girl that was supposed to be in sydney in, in stab tree and she was just like trying to get off, trying to rob stuff off the set and think she's the killer and stuff like. And I thought this might be just my last acting job. I just want to take a swim here. It's like, you know, I mean, that's probably so typical though. Like, you know what I mean? A movie shuts down. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And one thing I love about it too, because it's Roman's movie that's suffering the most. You never think it was Roman doing the killer. Like, that was the red herring. Yeah. That's what throws you off. Yeah. Um, is that he couldn't possibly be doing it to himself, and then you find out that his motivation. Is bigger. Doesn't mind if he tanks film. And I also think killing Sidney Prescott yeah. on the set or near the set in his house or in his house yeah. is just like you couldn't buy PR like that. Yeah. That's unfortunately just how macabre society is. Yeah. I'm, I'm Jesus. I don't hold myself up above yeah. anyone. Think of, the <laughs> think of the ratings. Yeah. yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. So I, I thought it was. I thought it was a, a weak entry at the end. But I thought in the middle, yeah. where there were the, the kills were quite good and graphic and over the top. Yeah. And, the, the cameos were good and also I, I just love the immersive world where the, the second one they, they, they kind of just flirted with Stab and yeah. existed yeah. And this one we got to like go into the shoot yeah it's its, it's, it's own trilogy now idea. yeah that's a brilliant idea yeah. the only thing that fell apart was they just tried to tie something back to Sydney yeah. and they were like for fuck how do we yeah. do it and point? like Dewey was on the set so it could have been like someone that could have been tied to him oh no look yeah. retrospect now yeah. yeah of course yeah, you know just mean, not been Gail had two books out maybe with someone as yeah, you said it could be tied to her like you know there is other ways you could have done it even though like I, I honestly don't mind because I think Sydney Prescott is actually a really good final girl yeah. like she's got she's a really good central protagonist because she's one well, she's fantastic because she learns throughout the movies yeah. and she gets stronger and she constantly she will face off with the killer because she wants like, she's so like jaded in a sense she's like I just want to fucking find him and I, I, he'll get killed me or I'll kill them I just want to know who it is and why the fuck they're doing this you know what I mean and like she's kind of like you know trying to put it together like why are people being killed and I like the side story in this she's trying to figure out why are people being killed and they're trying to figure out what's the link to Sydney's mother you know what I mean and then you kind of have it's now Courtney Cox David Arquette and Parker Posey are kind of doing their own thing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And they're trying, they're doing the kind of detective work, you know what I mean? Like the way you kind of tied together where she's trying to figure out what's going on at the same time they are figuring out, but she doesn't know. And then when they tie it together nicely, it's nearly too late, you know what I mean? Because when you find out then that Roman is actually linked to, like, to Maureen Prescott, you know what I mean? It's like, I think Sydney knew already because she had the body armor on her. 
Oh, you know what I mean? So it was nearly too late. Like, that's why I like uh, thing I like because she actually done the day ring her when she's on the way to the party or on the way to the house and tell her that it's Roman. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, is yeah. It? Uh, and she has to go there and she, what she, oh, I thought was very good is she 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 sneaked two guns yeah. in on, on her legs. So when you man, uh, she had to pick up a metal detector and pat herself down with it. And then when they got to her leg, he was like, throw away the gun. And she threw away the gun. Yeah. She had another gun there. I thought, yeah. was, I thought that she was clever. Uh, but yeah, no, it was. She was told. I'm not sure if she was told it was Roman, but she was told that she needed to come to Roman's house. Yeah. So, you know, it wouldn't be too too hard to figure out. But uh, yeah, it was, it, it, it was a good film. It had its moments. It, it, it definitely... Um, the storyline progressed quite well. I just think it didn't stick the landing. Yeah, that's, that's my criticism. Yeah, and that's the only... they want to boil it down. That's yeah, it. I think that's the weak the weakness they've had the 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 finale the climax of the screams is never been as good as part one in all oh. of them. Even though part four tried its best with Emma Roberts. Part four went big. I yeah. have to say, and part four made more sense as yeah. we're as we're about to talk about. Yeah. So, Noel, do you have anything else you want to say about Scream Three before I go here? No, I think Scream Three. I, I, I thought it was a word I thought it was a wordy sequel to the second one. Yeah. I thought it fell very short of the first one. I got what they were going for. I actually think it's better than people remember. It's aged very well. It's aged very well. Mm. I, I again I, I can't really stand over the ending, but uh it's definitely a film worth watching. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, a good plan but poor execution exactly. at the end. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And even I I just think it's a little bit too like when you look back the link to Sydney is a bit too tenuous. Yes. You know what I mean? Or not even that the link's a bit too tenuous is what his motives or the fact that they had to feed they felt the need to retroactively go back yeah. and make him the cause I, I, of part I, I, one. I don't like yeah, this Yeah, is... I don't there's to progress your story, there should be no need to take away from an earlier part of it. And if, if that's where you are, I think as a writer or yeah. a, a screenplay writer or a book or uh, an author or whatever, I think you should stop. Yeah, just take a breath. Just Take a breath, or maybe not do it at all. Because maybe so, if, especially if something is so iconic, and you're just trying to continue it, yeah, get to a point where you have to take away something about the, how iconic the first one is. Yeah, give this lesser product, yeah, something. Then I think you are, I think you are hurting your yeah. own product. Yeah, exactly. Like, because really legacy is the big word. Legacy, like, you don't want to hurt the. Yeah. the yeah, you know what I mean. And there's nothing worse than hurting the legacy of a central yes. antagonist from the and original. Billy was no one, Billy was psychotic, but he was no one's fool. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, but now all of a sudden he was just... Uh, yeah, exactly. He was manipulating. Yeah. Like, now there was a devil on his shoulder. And yeah, exactly. Which he, the big bad is... They, they meant their big bad a bigger bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, Billy's just Loki now. He's not Thanos. You know Yeah, that's, like, uh, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, I'm the same with you. I think Scream Tree, the problem was with little bit with the end in Roman's link or Roman's motives or his involvement in part one I didn't like I just think you could have gone a bit more simplistic I'm the abandoned child I was rejected I'm going to ruin your life you ruin my, your mother yeah. ruin mine whatever and it would have worked it would have worked and I wouldn't have taken away anything from part one either um, it has to be bigger though that, I suppose that's just the rule yeah um, I, I just don't happen to agree with it yeah I, I just think it was unnecessary because you can still tell the story in a very similar way without taking away from part one and it took away from part one a little bit by having Roman being involved in Billy's motives or his killing or the killing of uh, Maureen Prescott and shit like that. Exactly. But like he could like he could have he could have even had it that um no because Billy killed Maureen so like I was I was gonna say they could even had that he killed Maureen or some shit but no I just think leave it as it is. But um yeah so let's get the fuck out here for the break. Cool. Yeah. See you all after the break, motherfuckers. All right, cool. This is Invasion of Potty Snatchers. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel Tantui. And we got Carmack in the back, and we'll see you next time. Or sorry, next time. We'll see you after the break with more Scream. Scream 4. We're back 10 years later. We're back in Woodsboro, and we're back with the Prescott family. So um, see you next time. Uh, sir. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, see, he was going fine. He just didn't stick the landing. Yes. <laughs> Billy is the scream tree of people. Yeah, I'm the scream tree of going to have breaks. <laughs> All right, no word from our sponsor or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Should we just jump back and do it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks, we're back from the break. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Nolan Tui. We got Carmack in the back, so you stuck at that time. <laughs> All right, so we're back, Noel. It's 10 years later. It's we're back in Woodsboro, later. and um, Sydney Prescott is back. Her whole like her whole family's back. We see what's going on with fucking Dewey. We see what's going on with Gail. Dewey's now the sheriff. Gail's pretty much just been like, uh, chilling out in Woodsboro. She's got no like inspiration. She's got no more books. She's kind of getting a little bit yeah, forgotten. She's, she's the, the embodiment of writer's block. And yeah. 
Yeah, because there's even a very funny scene when she just sits down to her laptop and she starts just goes, hmm, and she just writes, I don't know what the fuck to write or something. Yeah. On her screen. In gigantic font. In gigantic font. Yeah, yeah. unnecessarily big. <laughs> uh, giving her tips here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought, uh, so we're back. And this, this, this was, you know, I honestly, I think this would have worked. This film would have worked so well as the third film. Yeah. You know, that the second, the third film, I like the third film because... I like the I like how like in, I, I like the fact that it took uh, a meta to a degree. That I don't think any films ever taken like that before. Yeah, it was it was completely really immersed. It was a screen universe immersed in the stab universe, and the killer turned out to be the stab you director who was angry about the screen. Yeah, you know, so it, it it was good. But I actually think if this film, if they just waited and gone back 12, 13 years later, yeah, and everyone's older and everyone's in a different stage in their life. Uh, Dewey again, the sheriff, which yeah. felt like you know, and he can walk again perfectly. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Yeah, well, modern science is modern science and all that jazz. Yeah. He's a medical marvel. <laughs> um, but, one uh, thing I liked about this is the killer's link was way more natural and it made more sense to me than Roman Bridger in part three, and obviously played by the excellent Emma Roberts. When you see Scream Queens or American Horror Story, it's fucking awesome. <coughs> Excuse me, but um, like I, I like the way it's like she was her always in her shadow. As all the attention was always on Sydney. Everything was yes. about Sydney. Sydney this, Sydney that. Sydney's in the news. <laughs> books about Sydney. Everything. It wasn't like Sydney. everything got went super easy for Sydney, but it was. But you know what I mean. I can you can understand her motives. It's a very simplistic motive. It's my turn to be the star. You know what I mean. Now Sydney, as you said, you touched on earlier. She's a famous author. Like she's like as as you said, she's like she is even eclipsed Gale. She's like a, a more of a sought after public figure than Gail. Yes. You know what I mean? She's gone to this level of fame that it's probably even just Arkham Jill more and more and more and more and more. Yeah. And it's, that's what I like about it. It's understandable because she's just this young woman that's lived in her fucking, uh, is it her cousin's shadow or her aunt or something? Yeah. Her whole life. And it's infuriated her to the point where she's like, now it's my turn to be the hero, the heroine, or the shiro, or whatever fucking middle word. Like, you know, like, I hate that word, Shiro. It's yeah. like, you have a word. It's called heroin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's not my fault. It sounds like, a, or maybe just call yourselves heroes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, work. it's I, good I enough for me. I mean, the hero of the franchise. I yeah, exactly. Like, so that's one thing I like about this, because the, in a sense, it made, it made sense to me, you know, that like why her motive was realistic. It wasn't as tenuous. You're not like reaching back in the past for anything. It's just right now, I'm sick of you being the center of attention in our family, and in our life, in our world. This was like the, rise, my turn. the rise of the of the uh, internet in the sense of social media and stuff like that. The shallowness, I think, that comes with it. Yeah. I think it was, she kind of embodied that. This was new age horror versus old exactly. horror. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you had uh, a really good scene where uh, Gail sets up um, uh, kind of Bluetooth mic cameras yeah. around the barn to see if she could get you know a glimpse of the killer the, the huge cameras yeah and was a big the gay the guy who think, didn't think he was going to get killed because he was gay was going <laughs> camera on his glasses I don't think he's actually gay though because he goes I'm gay he goes and he looks at him he goes if it helps yeah, I don't think he's actually gay though yeah yeah, I, I think he was just saying that to try no I think he's gay and then he just says like does that, you know, does that help yeah, yeah. I think you found but uh, yeah so it did it really leaned up and then you have this like it was great to go back all these years later because the kids that are getting killed and the kids, who is it? It's a completely different generation. Now, yeah. now Sydney is looking at it from the perspective of yeah. a grown-ass woman yeah. who's in her late 30s, yeah. who has, who's finally actually made something of herself and, and left that all behind her. Yeah, and now she's not afraid to be out in the public eye. Because when one of the girls gets killed, you know, uh, Hayden Cantier's character who, who escapes me right now, yeah. but she's on the phone to, and they think that... Oh, she, does she have like a dude's name in there or something? No. But she said, uh, you know, like, what's look, look in your closet and all that, but it turns out she's in the neighbours. Oh, that's closet. really good, actually. It's a great scene. Yeah. Uh, and really violent. Like, when, yeah. when, but, but when Sydney sees that, she just breaks out of the house and runs across as if like, oh God, they've left their porch light on. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I have the key, I'll tip over and make sure, or I think they left the oven on, I'll tip across and make sure it's okay. Yeah. That's, she didn't give a fuck, she was just That's gone. insane, yeah, because eventually she just gets to the stage where I just want to find out who the fuck is behind the yes. mask. And that's what, like, that's uh, after part two. Part one and part two, she's running. Part three, she comes comes yeah, to it she yeah. no reason she didn't have to go to hollywood she yeah. didn't have to get involved in that she goes no she this has is personally killed three yeah people at this stage she did she kill she killed billy and sue 
She kills she two with the hands too. She killed Billy with the TV. She killed she, she, she shared. No, she, she killed the with, with Mickey. Yeah, so she killed Stu. She's killed Billy. She's killed Mrs. Loomis. Did she kill uh, Mrs. Loomis? I'm, I find that. Did hard her Cotton Weary kill her? How did she die? She got she shot. Had, she got shot in the head. Cotton Weary killed her. Cotton Weary killed her. So yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's yeah. how he redeemed himself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Cotton, she's got three. Then who? She was the one who killed her own brother. Um, stabbed them. Yeah, she. Yeah, because she shot him first in the body armor. Four direct yeah. kills under her belt of very dangerous people. Yeah, 406 at this stage. Yeah, she knows what's going on. 405. 405, because yeah. two in this. Yeah, um, and Gail helped kill uh, Mickey and Cotton Weary. Yes. Cotton Weary killed uh, Mrs. Loomis. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I'm pretty yeah, sure. That sure. Sounds right. She was holding a gun to her head and then they made the deal about. Oh, that was it. I'll go on. Um, Marta Stewart, Mar- Barbara Walters. Barbara or so. Walters. That was yeah, it. Barbara yeah. Walters. And then she shot him. Barbara Walters. And all of a sudden. And then like, he, oh, she elbowed her in the stomach, moved out of the way, and she she shot her in the he stomach. The he shot her in the stomach. I think so. Okay. Or yeah. was it the head? He, I, 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 thought it was the head. I thought he just took the shot. Yeah. I thought once he heard Barbara Walters, he's like, boop. No, <laughs> no, because I think she actually elbowed her in the stomach and moved out of the way. And he, yeah. And then because. I think that's what it was. So, so she's killed four or been involved in four or five killings of ghosts. So, this day she's probably just like, "All right, so let's fucking do it." I guess. <laughs> you yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? like, yeah, yeah. It's like this shit again. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he um, loads of cameos in this too. Alison Brie even shows up. So I was just thinking of all these again. All these, I suppose I'm just looking out for the men. Absolutely, all these just sex, uh, sex icons from the yeah from the early from the late eighties into the the, the the tens yeah like Alison Brie um been added to the the, the extensive list yeah and I'm just, Hayden Pentier Hayden Pentier um yeah. who was the other girl we talked about earlier why are you Heather keep... Graham yeah it looks like I'm really good at forgetting Jenny Sarah McCarthy. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, a call back to Kristen Bell. Don't read well. She's at the start of this film where they have a cold opening of stab of stab three, but it turns out no, it's that, like stab seven or eight at this stage. Yeah, all right, but it's, it's stab I, seven or eight. I think and there's some cold opening, and it's like the killers. Oh no, they're just that's just everyone watching the film. <gasps> that's still everyone just watching the film, and then it was screen four. But they played out one of them really long, like yes. they, they trick you so well. Because oh, yeah. I because I, I actually forgot. That's right. Because there's like three girls that get killed. Or yeah, at least two. It's two sets of two. Yeah, because what happens is the first one plays out, and then one girl kills the other. No, yeah, no, the first the one. La- plays, the last one was very brief. That was yeah. Kristen Bell just stabbing her friend. In the uh, that was the, is that what it was? Uh, yeah, that was the real brief one. Yeah, the the first one was. Um, they had the whole phone call. It was Anna Paquin and. And, um, that's who it was. Yeah. It was Anna Paquin. Oh, who's that? Who's her friend? Well, pretty much it's two friends. Anna Paquin's on yeah. them, and she ends up killing her friend. Does she? Oh no, that's the very last one you said. Was the Kristen yeah, Bell kills yeah, her Kristen friend? Her. And then yeah, it's just the whole thing where she's looking out. She opens the door, and looks out, and it's just darkness. And then over her shoulder, you can see that, that, that her friend gets dragged off and being killed. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was just a, a typical scream opening, but it was a stab opening, and then it was a stab opening, uh, and then they were like, just like, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's like, all right, I get, I understand now. I get what you're doing. Yeah, I think it's time to move on. Yeah, but it was funny though. Like, and I forgot the last time when I watched it. There, uh, oh, I'd forgotten completely. Yeah, and that was the one I watched most recently before this, probably only about two years ago. I, I don't know why you were when, but <coughs> and uh, I've just forgotten, yeah, just forgotten, you know. It's still funny though, and I guess it hits well, funny, like, yeah. yeah. And but, then, then now we see the real opening, which is uh, with uh. It, it, there's no actual killing and the real opening it's, it opens then with Hayden Pentier isn't it and yeah, yeah. and the main uh, and the Jill, Ro- Jill you Roberts got, you would have got or, your fix of, what's her name Jill what Jill Roberts is her real name no I no think. her real name's um, oh what's her fucking name she, she's Roberts in I, the, I only in said the it movie as well I only said it a minute ago I know it's Jill Robbins is it Roberts in this no episode? she's Roberts in the film as well man. is it yeah? And yeah I only said her name a minute ago why can't I fucking Emma remember? Roberts plays Jill Roberts Emma Roberts plays Jill Roberts that must have been hard for her um yeah uh yeah so we get to see like slowly but surely now we get introduced to the, the brand new cast um the new generation of these nerds the yeah. central protagonists of this way uh, hayden pentier the film the film buffs are film buffs in Rory the Culkin. digital age where like they, they you know they, they're uploading it to the internet your man's blogging or well like video blog, lo- blogging. Live vlogging uh yeah, is like which is now like it's everybody does it like you know yeah, what I mean. Like, Sydney Prescott's the ultimate, this ultimate kind of for like she's renowned for the both of the murders and now her own works yeah. and stuff like. It's that. the thing is like, could you imagine if you lived in a world where Halloween really happened? 
Yeah. And Laurie Strode was from your hometown. You lived in Haddonfield. I know her, you know. And she wrote and a you book. Know what I mean, that would be. Oh, you know I mean, know, though, I and she wrote a book. Oh, I, I used to come by the house often. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean, though? Like, that's the case is they're seeped in horror, these people are. And fucking the closest thing you have to a real life Laurie Strode is Sydney Prescott. So she's like a fucking queen to them. Like, you know what I mean? That's why she was like earlier on, she's like bargaining with them or something. She's like, maybe if you made a paid a visit to the film club or some shit like that, that go that down. Was it. Yeah. 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 And like, and this is where we start to see um, who's fascinating. Isn't it? We start to see kind of, Rory, is it Rory Culkin's kind of fascination with her? Uh, yes. And the other dude as well. What? Uh, who's the other, you know, the guy that said he was gay right before he got killed? What's his name in it? He was hmm. very funny. I yeah. think he was my favourite character, actually. Actually, I don't see him here, dude. Yeah, I don't see him here either because you made a bad list. That's just on you. No. Robbie Mercer. Is that his name? His name is Robbie, yeah. How do you and, know? Uh, Rory, I, I went, I googled it. All right. And Rory Culkin plays Charlie. Yeah. It was Robbie and Charlie. And uh, two fucking legacies in this. Uh, Jill, uh, Emma Roberts. Who's Emma Roberts. Yeah, that's it. Next generation all yeah. over. Although Rory's just his little brother. And uh, Anthony yeah. Anderson is in this. I mean, even just in every facet uh, of comedy. I'll and... forever remember him from Hangtime. Do you remember yeah. that basketball show that you see on Nickelodeon? Yeah. I will forever remember him from that. And then me, myself, and Irene. He's fucking hilarious to me, myself, and Irene, man. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, just remember that trying to get a chicken up a guy's uh, get an egg up a guy's ass without breaking it oh yeah. god yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like Nick Bell is in this oh my god it's just crazy man everyone is in screen it's, it's like it's like uh, well you can't speak German it's like, well, it's like I can speak it but I can't read it no good <laughs> <laughs> but that's right they've all got the, the, the helicopter thing like, yeah. and he's like reading it too and he's like yeah <laughs> I fucking love that part but uh, but uh, yeah, yeah he's dead, and this was quite goofy because he gets stabbed through the forehead. Yeah, and he gets out of his car and takes a couple of steps. But I mean, like stabbed as in like four or five inches through the frontal lobe. Yeah, I love the his partner though. It's like, it's like, should we go in? And he goes, "Well, if I get killed," and he goes, "Well, you never know any uh, nowadays because you could go in and get killed, or you could come back and I've already been killed, you know, <laughs> or I could go back and come back and you've been killed." <laughs> <laughs> and he even does the whole thing before they are killed of pretending to be dead on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that though. Uh, it's like, imagine like, if you're in a situation like that and the guy's still going to say, I would be the guy. That's how I would get killed. I'd be like, no, no, anything can happen. You go away. I could get my throat slit. And I, I could go away. <laughs> you could get yeah, your good stare there. Yeah. yeah. He gets his throat slit and the other yeah. guy gets stabbed. Um, uh, yeah, I thought this film was just so much fun. I, I was, it was so refreshing. Yeah. It, it introduced the next generation so well. And again, I thought at the end when the, when the killers revealed to be a, yet, an, yet another uh, double teaming, but at, at this yeah. point, at this point, that doesn't really surprise us. To be fair, I don't think they were trying to. Yeah, well, it was kind of like a trick as well because the last one only had one. That yes. was that was part three's great trick. Yeah, that yeah. only there was only one killer. Uh, and then I thought I thought I think my favorite scene of this one is where uh, Emma uh, Jill Roberts betrays Charlie mm. and stabs him in the heart, and he dies um, after. Well, he struggles a bit, and then he dies, and then she stabs herself and. Uh, kicks the shit out of herself and then throws herself through a fucking uh throws herself through a glass table yeah to really fuck herself up yeah so she, she Ed Norton's be, it. I thought it was great because she she thought she actually did the job she stabs Sydney yeah as in after all this fucking running around of like fucking 15 years of running around fucking being chased by ghost bases yeah been shot at and all of her friends been murdered there there a knife in your stomach yeah undeniable and um the lead through to the climax is really well done as well that's what i mean uh, that didn't turn out to be the climax yeah and because she lies down to be the only survivor and she's weird and it's really she lies weird. identically to now Campbell. yes yeah that's exactly it and she gets wheeled out and she's still alive and all the, the fucking vultures are swarming of yeah. media and she's just kind of like absolutely thrilled with herself yeah. that this is all she wanted. Now she's the Prescott. Well, she's a Roberts, but she's the... the I, I love the way they recreated the scene from Scream 1. Do you remember Rory Culkin in the chair? Oh, yeah. yeah Do you remember yeah. that? Uh, that was with Hayden Pentier. Hayden Pentier. Uh, it's that, like, yeah. um, uh, what's your favourite scary movie? They ran through like that. But she got everything right. Yeah, she got everything right. Um, And in the last guest, she was like, she started naming it. It has to be one of those, right? And then... Uh, the the light goes back on or something, isn't it? Yeah. And she goes out to cut him free, and she cuts him free, and then he fucking kills her. You kind of uh, know it's two killers at that point. Yeah. You know, because he's right there, not on the phone. Yeah. Not, you know. Well, you, you sure he was the killer at that stage? You know what? I honestly, 
honestly don't know. You can't remember? I, I can't remember so the as first a, time round. I didn't call Jill though. I I don't again, I think you know what? Yeah. If if I was if I was somebody said just tell me what you think you thought, I would say that I it was good, a good enough film that it made me guess everyone and yeah. not really land on anyone. Yeah. So I think You don't understand. Everyone's a suspect. Yeah. Because Charlie, I probably would again, it's the same with all the double killers. You might have got yeah. one, you wouldn't have got two. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. No, no, because uh, you never expect. Again, to sometimes it's it's maybe a, a mild form of sexism, but you're not. You don't really lean into the the the, the ninety five pound. Uh, well, you know who was quite like you know who was she gets cut. Yeah. In one scene where they run across to the neighbor's house and the ghost face shows up and slices her arm pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, and you just think that maybe she's not doing. It. It turns out like she was the most dangerous, the most psychotic. Of yeah. Maybe uh, all of the ghost faces, and you've and you've underestimated her, and you have to own that. Like, one yeah. thing I like about it as well is that um, it made it seem like they were building her to be the new central protagonist, like that maybe yes. Nev Campbell might die in this, and Jill Roberts will take yeah. it over, and whoever used to be after Nev Campbell will be after her. And, and I even would... though that was technically the plan, yeah, you know, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It was her. That was her plan. That was her fucking yeah. plan. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's what I liked about it though, because like it, it, it even up to the point where you nearly think Nev Campbell might actually be dead at that stage. Yeah. And like, wait, are they actually going to continue on with like? Yeah, and then fucking Dewey. Um, yeah. You could even had Nev, like you could have even killed Nev Campbell off, killed her off in the sense air quotes, in that, and you could have had her come back as Ghostface, but as the good guy. Yeah. In a absolutely. Sense. Yeah. Could you imagine that? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. That's yeah. it. There's a lot of what else when you get into a fourth of, of a franchise, anyway, mm. especially a Who Done It franchise. Yeah. But uh, she, when you know Dewey's in the hospital and he tells her like, yeah, no, like it's touch and go, but Sydney's might might make it. I yeah. remember just thinking the first time I was watching, I was like, okay, game on. Yeah, exactly. Like, what yeah. do you do now? Because usually there's just the reveal and then the killer dies. But this one, it got us like, shit. The killer had a job like to do. And yeah. We got to spend some time with her. Yeah. As opposed to just like you know, it was kind of from her perspective for just a little bit. Then she goes in and tries to take out Sydney, and I thought it was it was a particularly cool showing down i thought it was a lot better than the third one again not as iconic as the first one maybe as far as showdowns go it had i had a bit of cheese i had a bit of fight I had, it was I, a bit prolonged it was a bit prolonged but yeah. I, I thought but like, it made sense with the story anything to say yeah uh, clear what the hell is the side of her head <laughs> which would definitely put you down yeah like not maybe not i don't know if kill you but put you down for a while man yeah 100 percent. like electroshock therapy pretty much yeah and then of course they, 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 they leaned in on the screen trope which is the like you think you're sick sneaking up on me or and or you think you're going to get one last scare and she got the the typical bullet through the chest or the brain the chest i think was she yeah i think she did she dies wide wide open but yeah. she dies she yeah. dies in the holly in the hospital she it? dies in the hospital yeah and i thought i thought it did introduce scream to i thought this one i it kept me guessing really really well yeah and i thought the act i thought it introduced the new next generation really well it used the technology that's available to us these days or even back in those days yeah 10 years been a long time it's mad it. that it's 2011 already it's mad that it's, 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 like, it's crazy that's 10 years old already yeah but at the same time it seems so, so new fast now yeah especially when you watch the franchise it seems so new it seems absolutely yeah. razor's edge yeah exactly because like, part know. one's in 96 yeah and part two's 98 part two's 2000 the leaves and bounds that was the yeah it's mad though like it. yeah um but uh it was such a it was like i mean even now fifth you could say they're bleeding the franchise but i just feel like it's earned it yeah, and it's but another it decade because again. Because it showed me with the fourth one that they can actually do something completely yeah. totally new. I'm just kind of hoping they move away from Sydney because I just, I, I thought it was very clever to have the girl growing up in the kind of social media age where where likes and clicks is the reason that so many of us do so many yeah. things. Um, Back then I mean, it was just views and stuff. View, yeah, yeah, exactly. Being on the news and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, I like the fact that they were able to use that because that is something that's very true of people. Yeah. That, that, that and you know the, the expression anything for the gram. You know what I mean? And the, yeah. The Milkray challenge and all this. Kind yeah, of exactly. Yeah. Breaking themselves up. Yeah. And um, I think she was just a, just that shallow kind of a really exaggerated version of that. Yeah, it's kind of like ends. when you look at like Mickey is the the most exaggerated version of like a horror movie fan. Yes. And now they're the most exaggerated versions of like the social media age, the yeah. YouTube age because it was more YouTube than social media back in 2011. Yeah. You know, like because Twitter and Facebook and that and it's kind of 
and YouTube, and that's taken off really a lot more in the past decade. Back then, even though it was still massive, it was still kind of in its infancy in a lot of ways. It was. And in the last decade, it's become like parallel with any kind of media. Oh, oh yeah, you know what yeah I mean? absolutely. You know, TikTok and now exactly. who like, knows what 10 years from now, well, maybe we won't know what it is, won't know what a YouTube was. Exactly. It's just crazy. It's but... like if you've seen that movie um, uh, with your man Joe Curry in it from Stranger Things, where he's like an Uber driver. Yes. Um, like yeah, the, I watched that, it. that yeah, kind I of thing. He, like, you know, he, he starts what's killing that again? I can't remember, but he starts killing passengers. Yeah, and going and showering, and he's like he's streaming it live, streaming the whole thing. Um, live, yeah. Well, it's Joe Curry horror. You're so like this. You can't just. No, I need to know. So then next time I know, and I won't have to check. A spree. Spree. Uh, I thought Panto. I thought this film. Again, I think this film is what I think. If you took third, the third one out, yeah. Despite how much I liked about it, I think and slotted that one in. It would have been an excellent wrap up to a trilogy, a classic yeah. trilogy. Because revisiting it years later would have been a cool way to wrap up a trilogy. Yeah. Having like Sydney, who like was so innocent innocent in it all, and her niece or cousin who she wanted to protect yeah. in the bag, I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was, it was a good more, idea though. Better, yeah, it was a better reveal. Yeah. And uh I like the fact that they just met her kind of a shallow bitch. Like yeah. instead of like again, like you with the third one, they, they went it was too convoluted. Yeah, exactly. I did this and I did this and I did this. 20 years ago, I did this. Look how simple this is in terms of storytelling, right? Roman's motive. I did this. I went back and did this. This person rejected me. I can talk about it for like five minutes. Here's Jill's motive. I'm filled up with being her shadow. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So look how simple Sydney that is. fucking Prescott. You know what I mean? Like, that's all, that's all she's been fucking hearing her whole yeah, life. Absolutely. Sydney Prescott, Sydney Prescott, Sydney Prescott. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and like, that makes way more sense to me. And oh, I got rejected. I went back, and I yes. did this, and I did this, and I did this, and it's like, and now I'm they here, and I'm a movie director. Yeah, exactly. It's so simple, like you know yeah. what I mean. I'm just sick of you. Yeah. I'm just sick of you. I'm sick of everything you are. You know what I mean? Like I'm sick of all the attention you're getting. Why aren't I getting any attention? I'm yeah. special. There's something special about me. That's my Martian, turn. Martian, Martian, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly. Martian, Martian, Martian introduced the Scream universe, and they loved it. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. yeah. No, this was definitely the the the. This again, it's it, 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 it's hard to know. Really, if you were to go, if you were to go gold, silver, and bronze, you would put this on the second pedestal alongside number two. Yeah, and it was quite often like number two because it had that whole next generation yeah. thing. Um, uh, but I thought this was an excellent. It's an odd uh, franchise to rank, isn't it? It's an odd franchise to rank because, because they're very part different. one is definitely one. Yes, it's definitely first because that's such an iconic but movie. They got so meta. It's, yeah. It went meta with all the stab films. And then between having 15 years between the first and the fourth films, it yeah. got generational. So it got meta and and, and got generational. So then they're like, it, it gets it, so... And two and four are so closely matched. Like, like I think four has a better killer than two. Yes. Um, I like Jill... Uh, her Rory Culkin, like when he was revealed killer, he was very intense. Yeah. He wasn't on screen for a very long He's time. He's your typical he, school shootist or something. Yeah, you know, that he kind, does. He give he that did, kind of vibe. He did have that vibe to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and like, th that's what I liked about Scream 4 and like Scream, like, even though Scream 2 is probably a bit more iconic than Scream 4 just because it's older. It's it's been with it since ninety eight. That, that's a big, that, and that's a, that's big a bit a huge difference. Like it it's is, a huge. Yeah. It's like more than a decade uh, that's been in the consciousness. Like you know, yeah. but I think Power Four, like so Scream, is so odd. It's like Part One iconic. Part Two is a strong movie. Part Three, a little bit underappreciated at the time, but I think it's aged very well. Um, but the reveal at the end was a bit disappointing. But Part Four, it was like. Where can this franchise go now? And it's like, well, it seems like it can go pre somewhere pretty fucking strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's absolutely. and that's what I liked about it. I wonder if Hayden Pantier actually um survived. She got stabbed in the stomach and left to die. Who, 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 Kirby. Uh, she played oh, Kirby. Kirby. Yeah, no, yeah. I think she died. It was a bad stabbing. I was thinking she probably yeah. did, but you know, uh, it's, was there such things a good stabbing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good stab. She got a smidgen of she, stab. She don't do he. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not well, proof. I'm pretty sure Dewey can survive anything. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah, just when well, you have to think of what kind of world we're leaving, Dewey. But I thought, yeah, no, I, I thought this film, I thought this film was like a lot of people probably had screen fatigue maybe at this yeah. stage. And if anybody, well, I don't know, a decade in a, a decade's a long time. I yeah. think screen fatigue might happen with part three because that yeah. came out within a four or five year period. Four years, 96, 96 to 2000, 2000, yeah. yeah. 
and like it was late it was june or some or yeah. it was december 96 yeah so even at that it's technically only probably three years less yeah exactly you know what i mean so year. i think that's where you yeah might... no, that's fair that's yeah. fair 10 years is a long time yeah because i can remember being really excited when i heard there was gonna be another screen movie yeah and like, you know what after watching, even par five i, I, I was excited like par five did not give a continental wouldn't have gone see in the cinema or anything like that but after watching you mean par four you mean no i mean par five which is when it when, when it, it comes, comes out, out yeah. you're not going to come uh, no i am that's the thing because you revisited it we'll do this franchise I was like, cool, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And now, and now I, I've completely, I've 100% turned around. Do you know it. what it is? It's, uh, you've seen so many shitty slasher franchises nowadays that you've forgotten how solid Scream franchise really is. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. Like, like, and as we said, that's one of the last franchises, if not the last franchise, made by one of the original Masters of Horror. Like, I know John Carpenter's still out there, but he hasn't made a franchise in a long time, like an original franchise. No. Like, Halloween is legendary. We get that, like... And Sean Cunningham birthed the. It's Sean, I'm pretty sure it's Sean Cunningham directed Friday the 13th, but um, he has made a many And Rob Zombie isn't as good as people seem to think he is. Uh, well, what, does he make movies? <laughs> this fucking guy. But, like, you know, I just, like, I've I seen, yeah, I've seen something recently, like, uh, which one of these are better? And it was Stephen King, Wes Craven, John Carpenter, and Rob Zombie. Like, how is he even in that? How is he in Where's George Zombie? Romero? Where's Toby Hooper? You know what I mean, or to- yeah, Toby Hooper, or is it Hopper, Hooper, Hooper, Hooper. Um, but like, I just think like it's the last time, maybe like unless John Carpenter goes and creates a new franchise, it's the last time we're going to have a franchise that was directed by, that was created by one of the OG horror um, yeah. uh, icons yeah. or masters, a, a, a literal dying breed. And yeah, mm. it, it is. It's sad in one way, but like, I mean, what a right. Yeah, you know, like I mean, there there was, but this was. Like West like, Craven, I, like, I think horror fans for it because we're going to be wrapping up here, I guess. And I want to say this: I think horror fans, no matter how you feel about the Scream franchise, you should fucking get down on your knees and kiss its fucking ass for existing in 1996. Yeah, when horror needed it. Yeah, it, it really gave a resurgence. That genre. film made eleven and a half times its cash back. Yeah, people went right horror movies. Horror now, don't horror get me wrong; movies. I know horror movies. They never stopped making horror movies. Yeah, but this this mainstream. You looked at the cast that were all in these films. We were talking about the the um the the the, the women that all the the, the, the final was, girls, the final girl. But this had so so many of the most recognizable names in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, in in uh, in over the four span. In, oh. Whether they're in the stab movies. Like oh, at least twenty five, thirty recognizable you know, actors. The, this was mainstream, yeah. and a lot of these films that like. That probably don't have anything got to do with Scream in in concept. They mightn't have got the funding. Scream showed that we can get your money back on this. Yeah, and it is such an important series of films. And the fact that they were able to revisit, uh, let me see, uh, fifteen, yeah, fifteen years later, and make a, a quite a fresh take on it yeah. that was both entertaining and fluid. Yeah, uh, and conjoined, I think, was incredibly impressive. And I think the only thing I even we even really went after was the quite poor tenuous strain that the third film it had in trying to explain its existence but that's not to say that it was a bad film yeah i think all in all we owe the screen franchise as so much and wes craven especially so much yeah and i i think as well like when you look back uh i said it earlier on the in the 19 halloween came out and it yeah. made uh, slashers like nearly main in mainstream for a generation and then after yeah. the 80s there was slasher fatigue and for a few years there, there was like between maybe, I think maybe Child's Play might have been the only real franchise that was still going through the 90s. It was. From the leftover yeah, from the 80s. Two was in the 90s, wasn't it? The very early 90s. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well. I think yeah. part one was like 1988 or something like that. Yeah, that's like, that feels about right. Yeah, yeah, so like that was the only kind of leftover for us. Like there was no, uh, I'm pretty sure there's no Friday 13 movies in the 90s. And there's no Halloween, there wasn't a Halloween movie to 98. Um, because it was Halloween H20, which was also written by Kevin Williamson yeah. on the back of success of Scream. So, like, it, without Scream, uh, like, without Halloween, you don't have Friday the 13th, you don't have Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. But without Scream, do we get Halloween H20? No. Do we get a resurgence of the Halloween franchise? And I don't know. You know, that's not to say you know, that, that if you're going to, like, you know, completely unmake it, we don't have the answers. But one might guess. Yeah. Probably not. It was so vital that that happened when it happened. Yeah, and it uh, made mainstream horror, like like uh, we got Final Destination on the back of it. Yeah. Like Even though Final Destination is technically not a slasher movie, but it's a very mainstream horror franchise. You get I Know What You Did Last Summer, Urban Legend. It bled thrillers and horrors as well. Because, yeah. You know, a lot, the, the, the Venn diagram 
of thrillers and horrors like scream is has to be one of the first two things that's in the overlap yeah. because it was like so submersive in horror films but it was just a dude with a knife killing you it was a whodunit yeah um leaning heavily on horror tropes and that's just clever man. in my opinion i think scream um in the same way halloween was the most important in a lot of ways uh, horror movie of the 70s and the right. way it influenced other horror movies in the 80s and stuff I think Scream is definitely the most important and most influential horror movie of the 90s. Yes. Without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. And I think yeah. it um its influence uh, pretty much created the style of horror for the next 10 years in the same way Halloween did in the from the 70s to the 80s. Scream going from the 90s into the 90s. And I think that's how that's how you know, like that's the barometer I started to use. When you want to look at a film, it's lasting legacy is the imitations, and very few have as many imitations as Scream. Like, look at Scary Movie. Like, you know, it's it's yeah, even movie. the even the parrot parrot. Yeah, like look, look of without it. Scream, you don't have Scary Movie. Without Scary Movie, you don't have all those fifteen epic movies, all these shit, all these other movies. And like, I just think Scream not only like pretty much influenced horror, but also influenced spoofs in a way because without screaming on a scary movie as i said yeah and like it's strange that you now see screams met in this so you could only if you just shifted it a little bit here yeah very funny yeah exactly and it, it is very funny at times film, yeah it was very funny at times yeah what if we just shifted it here or look at the kills yeah we're very kind of funny these the situations that these things like i remember one the scary movie opening thing where the, the hot girl at the start who's running from the killer and she runs up carmen electra and what carmen electra and one sign said like certain death and the other one said like freedom or whatever. Yeah, she, and she looks at it, she's and then she just runs towards her. To certain dead. She, like, there was so much there to work with. Yeah, uh, and uh, again, it made it helped make horror films funny. So I think that's the major problem with Scream Three. There was Scream One, Two, and Four were funny, but they didn't become goofy. Yeah. Where Scream Three kind of flirted with goofiness, it flirted with goofiness, yeah. and uh, and that's I think that's the difference between would have been uh, hard not to do with the concept. Yeah. You know what I mean? If the studio because it's so convoluted, concept, yeah, it's so because of the, the the whole setup, basically. Yeah, but uh, but it was it was a wordy film. It was wordy. One hundred percent. Like for in terms of franchises to have it, the weak link be like a seven out of ten movie. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. very good against eights. And yeah, against yeah, yeah, like part yeah. one's probably a nine or ten out of ten. Part one's a nine, but, and, then... and two and four are very equal. I think. Yeah, I think two and four seven in terms of quality, eights. and I think two or four might have had a bit more of a relatable reveal. Uh, yeah. Even though Miss Loomis made a bit of sense, I think Mickey and all that was a bit much and all this, you know what I mean? So even though two felt a bit clunky at the end a little bit, I think four maybe stuck the landing a bit more. And, yeah. and I think... Even, I kind of got the killers. Not yeah. Got them in the... Oh, that, but it made but sense, it, it yeah. It made sense. And it was so simplistic. Sim yeah, it yeah. was so simplistic. She was, uh, I didn't need him to jump through hoops. And exactly. the third one jumped through hoops. The second one, like you said, reverse Friday the 13th. Yeah. It was the mother who was like, you know, he's a good boy and here she's out like stabbing people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, But it was still cool. But... um. So I think the main thing was one and four were more streamlined and sleek than two and three. Exactly. And I think that's the I think that's the the yeah. difference. I think yeah. that's the main thing. Like I think so, just, yeah, in that so sense, it's sad. That, that, maybe breaking them down. I think the order, maybe in terms of quality, maybe be one, four, two, and three. Yeah. If you think about it, the way it stuck its landing, yes, uh, you know what I mean. No, overall, I think that's fair. On examination, I think, yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, now that we talk back through it, yeah, because yeah. I think I said two might be the second best one, yeah, but same, so did I. yeah, there but was, it's more the Christmas to it. It was part four is very sleek and has yeah. the the whole thing where they go to the the Stabaton and how everyone's wearing ghost face masks yeah. and all that, and it's kind of like, it's like uh, playing back at what happened in part two. But yeah. it's had its new twist too, and it's kind of similar. In a modern setting. Yeah, and, and it was kind of similar to remember Michael Myers goes to like, isn't there like a, a in part four of Halloween where there's like a, a Halloween party going on in a barn? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and there's all these little things too. And I just think it like, like the way part one, uh, like the whole franchise really shows a lot of affection and a lot of like fucking that respect uh, gives us kudos to horror in general. But I think part one and part four might have done it the best. Now that I, I think back, I'll, I'll go up. And I think it's such an odd franchise that way. Like, like why? Like whoever said that the franchise rules, typical Scream doesn't go by anyone's rules, not even its own rules. Not even its own. Rules. <laughs> yeah. Um. So no, are you happy enough with that? We get. To I'm happy out? to get the fuck out of here, and it was it was an excellent, excellent time examining Scream. Cool. I I, such a such a fun franchise. Such a fun franchise. 
All right, folks, uh, this is another episode of Vegas Potty Snatchers. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Nolan Tui. We got Carmack in the back, and thanks for joining us, and thanks for going with us from Woodsboro to college to Hollywood and back to Woodsboro again, because, you know, people be killing each other around Woodsboro. People be killing each other around Woodsboro. <laughs> <laughs> they do, though. Yeah, they do be killing. Like a lot. Like, <laughs> if you come from Woodsboro, you're killing people. If you're in Woodsboro, you're probably killing people, or someone's trying to kill you. I'll come back later. You're clearly being killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so until next time motherfuckers peace out peace out